podcast episode 71. I'm Colin, this is Stu, and holy shit, we have a weekend of wrestling. It was a good weekend to be a wrestling fan. Um, yes, from watching good wrestling, yeah. Yes, yes, from actual wrestling perspective, it was a great weekend to be a fan. So, but obviously, as I'm sure anyone with a set of ears has picked up on, there was some other shit as well. <laughs> Yeah, Probably. if you if you're interested in wrestling at all, you would have to be hiding under a rock not to to know this stuff. With um, oh, we talked about last week the controversy around CM Punk, him uh, calling out like, Hangman and then shooting off on Hangman, yeah, um, and then him getting squashed by Moxley. Moxley won the unification match. Punk got another. Uh, shot at all out there by because Moxie put out an open basically open challenge um mm. and then yeah the like let's get this out of the way so as usual AEW does the uh, the post show media, media scrum. scrum people get to ask questions of Tony Khan and various talent uh and this one just straight off the bat CM Punk Straight away, uh, him going into a tirade about uh, Cole Cabana, the elite, um, and just just fucking and MJF a bit for some reason. Yep. Anyway, what did he do deserve it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, and and it was completely no one asked him. No one asked. Like we know this, it was sitting there. No one asked him any questions about Cole Cabana. Um, and then he saw a guy. One of the guys that was at the the scrum said, "Oh, you used to do improv with um, he's Scott Colton. That's Cole Cabana's real name." Um, and then started going on about uh, how like the issues between them two, uh, you know, people have been leaking out stuff, uh, and he he's obviously blaming uh, Kenny the Box and Hangman. Um, and away he went uh, on about the, the whole respect thing and all oh, these uh, empty-headed EVPs and kids that have done nothing, uh, just fucking burying a lot of them. Um, it, it was really odd, to say the least. Um, like, because Tony Khan's sitting right beside him when this is happening. Yep. <laughs> And normally Tony Khan at these press conferences is sitting like a big goofy child who couldn't be prouder of what he's just accomplished or the pay-per-view that's just happened. In this one, he looked like a man trying to stop a boulder from coming down a hill and crushing him, but still trying to look comfortable in front of the press. He He, didn't look one bit comfortable. He looked tired. He he looked absolutely... (laughs) wrecked and normally tony khan is the type of man who just looks like he's off his head all the time on like energy drinks because he just he just looks like he's wired all the time he looked like he was ready for his bed that was the first time i ever seen tony khan just praying for all this to be done um and as you say there was one point where you know uh, tony was actually apologizing about a question and now we've just learned that there was no actual asked question. Punk just went off on an absolute rant because he's seen a guy. Um, so he, he spent a lot of time trying to make it out that it wasn't 
like not not any not the whole he wasn't trying to you know you know blanket the whole cult and punk thing just this rant the punk was on was caused by something that tony should have dealt with or something and it's like you're just watching i I couldn't finish the scrum i i was like like maybe 15 minutes into it and it was the cringe the cringe got me i was like i have to turn this off i can't watch this anymore but all i could think about was like tony get get him under control fucking rein him in you're his fucking boss like ah I, 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 like this is like a test of Tony's fucking leadership now. He has to put the foot down and be like, right, enough of this shit. This is like a this is supposed to be a proper media scrum where we talk about the the you know the show we just put on and you know how proud we are of the show and the matches and you know what could be next down the line. But it was just punk for some funny reason eating muffins and just complaining yeah. about everything. What was it? that was weird? I'm just sitting. Like, is, it, is it because John Moxie did the non-alcoholic beer? at the last pay-per-view man he was drinking it and he gave tony a couple and then this time punk comes on with his weird cans of whatever the fuck he had and his uh, and he even even made reference to the the non-alcoholic beer yeah. um that moxie is uh, <laughs> what was that all about is this what we're doing now we just bring whatever fucking product we like onto the scrum and we'll just uh you know answer questions through a mouthful of fucking cupcake or whatever the fuck uh. I don't, yeah, like, obviously there was other people later on, and you could tell there was just a difference in Tony's demeanor though when the likes of Swerve or Tony Storm was on. It was just like, oh thank Christ, you know, back to doing what we normally do. And uh, I don't know if I've, uh, I've seen the bit with Swerve though, and it was almost like he had like a like a bit of PTSD, and then he remembered Swerve was in character, but obviously Swerve's healing it up big time now in the mm. post-conference and he's going off and all at, at freaking Tony and the, and the guy asked the question about, you know, potential rematch and, you know, Swerve's, oh, they don't deserve no rematch. We beat them. It's over. We're done and all this here. You know, why are you asking me about rematches? It's the stupidest thing ever. And you just see Tony's eyes flash again. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Swerve's in character. None to worry about. None to worry about. So as far as we can tell, the, the punk stuff is none of, none of that a work. None of it's part of the show. Uh, seeing it doesn't. Uh, there's no benefit to doing it. Why? Why bury the elite? I mean, it's got everyone talking about everything though at the same time, um, and people are going to tune in. But uh, to me, it's like uh, I don't like it. It feels too uncomfortable. It's it, it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like the MJF thing when he called Tony no, a fucking mark. No. Um. It, like again, this is stemming from the the hangman stuff and and what he was saying. Um, but hang, what hang, the the promo hangman cut on on punk about the, the workers' rights and stuff is I guess no less. Um, that's not really any different from what Moxie did, what MJF did, uh, and what Jesus Eddie Kingston said. Get the fuck out, or I'll slap <laughs> slap you in the face. Mm. <laughs> he just went up to his face like, no one wants you here. Leave. Yep, and and don't smirk at me like that again, or I'll smack it off your face. <laughs> it's like, um, and then Hangman, you know, says uh, you like to go on about workers' rights, but you're out for yourself, which is like, again, that's a thing. Triple H also cut a promo on him, and everywhere he goes, everyone says this about him. So, you know, um, and then there was the, uh, there's a an, another interview with Hangman, um, where he asks about what what advice he's been given by Punk and Sting 
specifically naming them. And yeah, you know how Hangwan's quite awkward in those situations, and he, he can't think of anything. Uh, yeah. So he, he 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 just says, "I kind of just you know I just do it my own way, trial and error, blah blah blah." I, I, you know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You put me on the spot, and uh, apparently that like that's that's an thing that's that's upset Punk as well because he's saying, you know, when he was going on his tirade, he was saying, "Oh, these these guys don't need the old guys to teach him anything or that." And like, in terms of like, Hangman's young, yes, but yes, he, he's done everything. He's been all yes. over the world. Yes. Kenny Omega is 30 fucking eight years old. I'm pretty sure he has more experience in the business than Punk because Punk took a big break. Yeah. You're There's right. not that many years between them. You have nothing to teach Kenny Omega. You have nothing to teach the Young Bucks. They started no. this fucking company. And like yep. Punk came across very much he said, I've got I've got a company to run. Like he's the main man here now, and it's it's him. Uh, it, it's there's something very arrogant about it. Um, I, I don't really like it. But Some people reckon he, he, it started as a work and he just started unloading how he really felt. <laughs> he worked himself into a shit. <laughs> he worked himself me. into a shit. Uh, um, but obviously, you know, this this was... Because, uh, you know, the Bucks and Kenny were supposed to be on this press conference, you know, because they obviously had a match at uh, All Out. And... When they heard all the shit going down, they radioed Indy Tony, and they're like, "We're not doing this. We have to have a word with him." Hmm. And that led Which to didn't... more fucking yes. insanity. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as I can piece together, how this went down then is Kenny and the Bucks stormed in the Punk's dressing room, where Punk, mm-hmm. uh, Ace, Steel, um. We're probably where, eating more muffins. Probably uh, eating muffins, <laughs> and the elite storming and um, shouting ensues, and then mm-hmm. partly Punk started throwing punches at Matt Jackson, mm. uh, and then he steal through a chair and hit uh, Nick Jackson in the eye. He has a black eye, and also apparently bit Kenny Omega. What? Yeah, with his teeth. Like, what the fuck is going on over there? Jesus oh, Christ. It's like the whole, it's like from the outside with all this stuff, it's like the whole thing's just coming apart at the seams. But it's all only happened in the last, like, if what we're, like, this is the mad shit. I don't know if this is a whole ha ha ha, we're working everyone or something. I would, I, I would, either way, I wouldn't be happy because... No, I don't. I don't like the idea of a company that I'm watching and enjoying having absolute fucking crazy turmoil in the background. That makes it all very uncomfortable. Um, but like, if the, if this genuinely is happening, you know, people have to start putting two and two together and going, "Hey, this place was grand before a certain someone got here. Uh, maybe he needs to go." <laughs> yeah, you would imagine. Uh, he gets suspended. Well, if he's for, fucking throwing punches, definitely. For, uh, if he's the one that initiated the violence, he should get suspended. The same that they did with uh, Eddie Kingston, who got suspended mm-hmm. for um, what's called pie-facing yes. um, uh, fucking Guevara. Sammy. And that's mm-hmm. just sticking the palm of your hand in his face, and he got suspended for doing that, for laying hands mm-hmm. on him. Now, he's throwing actual punches at 
Matt. I don't know if they landed. Um, yeah. And then uh, the Ace Steel. He has to be gone. <laughs> he has to get fired. He's lucky he doesn't get arrested, for fuck's sake. Like, Jesus Christ. I didn't know about the biting. If that's real, that's insanity. Yeah, like I said, it's all third-hand stuff. Um, I know you're getting a mix of opinions out there as well. As some people think Punk is justified in... Like they can, you can sort of see where he's coming from. But even if you can see where he's coming from, the way he went about it is completely like out of out of line. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> agree. But I, what I don't understand if if this is all stemming from a hangman promo, if this is all stemmed from that, is his ego that fragile that he can't go? Oh, he got me good there. Uh, and they're all friends of Colt Cabana as well, and he he yeah. reckons they were leaking all the the Colt and him sort of stuff, I, you know, where, where Colt almost like got mm. not released with his contract wasn't to be renewed, and then now he's part of Ring of Honor. I um, think Punk needs to realize there's a shit ton of people who are friends with Colt Cabana. Like that whole locker room, I would say, has worked and has no problems, and even you know, respect Colt Cabana. As you, as we all know, he is the guy that sort of put the Indies on the map. Yeah, but their history goes back the whole like Cabana soon Punk Punk said like he paid oh, yeah, all yeah. his bills and then Cabana was hiding money in his mother's account. That's what he insinuated in a way that is a shared account yeah. with his mother to so you know um, so you would think that he's got less money. Man, that than was he awkward does. as fuck uh, as well. <laughs> so that's none of our business. Jesus Christ. I, at one point, they tried to move on. Someone had tried to ask Tony about something. Like, the question was for Tony. Hmm. Tony's starting to answer, and Punk just cuts him off and starts talking about Colton, his mother's bank account. And again, this is where I'm thinking of, like, get him in fucking line. I, God, I, I, I don't care if this is a crazy-ass work. It's just awkward as fuck considering what the real truth behind them two is so uh, what do you like as people say like the elite should not have you know stormed in there right after because you could tell that man was very annoyed but at the same uh, but at the same time you can't let like they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about? And he also said, if you have a problem with me, come see me. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, then here we are. And then yeah. his his response to that is to take a swing at you. No, obviously we don't know what was said, but like, you shouldn't be taking swings at people backstage. It, it, like, all this happened after an amazing pay per view as well so everyone should be like feeling a great high guys look at the fucking job we did listen to that crowd this this is it this is we are in the fucking the best place ever and instead he's sitting out there supposedly in a bad mood during a press conference and you're like what yeah. the fuck have you to be in a bad mood about so that that would be my uh, if this was a work and it probably it it very very likely isn't if it is it's like the best kept secret ever uh mm. And they're working literally everyone, even the people at work that are there. Or mm. you've got everyone on the same page to not fucking, you know, spill the beans, which would be difficult. But um, say if it was a work, even that's bad because it's overshadowed everything that happened at that pay-per-view. Yeah. No one's talking about anything. 
We had yep. like an all-time fucking classic tag team match during that, yep. and no one has mentioned it. Um, we had a fucking huge return that everyone had been waiting for. No yep. one's talking about it. No one is talking about it. Uh, it's it's maddy. There were some like um, on Fightful they they put up because they get you know sometimes talent will reach out comments and all. Um, no specific uh, who uh, who said these things, but there, you know there's a lot of types of <laughs> not surprised at all <laughs> about all what's right. going on. Um. Yeah, it's it's just do you know do you know, do you know who I feel sorry for the most? This is gonna sound strange. Who? You? Me? <laughs> yeah, because you, as a wrestling fan, have been a huge CM Punk fan, right? Well, obviously not just you. People like yourself, but obviously I'm using you as an example, right? It's been seven years, or well, it's been eight years now, but it was it was seven years you went without him. And you know, there was always the, the rumors maybe, oh, here, he might be here, he might be there. And now he came back and everything up until a fucking month ago has been absolutely amazing. You know, Punk's back. You know, he had a bit of rust at the start, then he started having great matches and then he, he had incredible rivalries and, you know, everything was great. Hmm. You were thinking, this is, this is fantastic. And then for the last three weeks, you've literally, and you have literally said it the best yourself, he is... The Hulk Hogan of AEW, but I think he's I think he's even worse because Hogan never went out on fucking media scrums and just aired everything out. Uh, Hogan was a cunt backstage, but he kept it off camera. You never except, knew except what a cunt Hogan time. was, except for that one time where Jared lay down for him. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know he wasn't effing and blinding at you know freaking you know reporters and you know spreading. Or, you know, just going absolutely mental and eating muffins and, and acting like a complete lunatic and calling the EVPs empty head, calling some of the most successful wrestlers in the world empty headed fuckers who don't have, don't know a fuck. It's like, I don't, I really, I don't know how to take it. But like you say, the biggest problem is if this is all like the greatest fucking wrestling story ever, you've just overshadowed your greatest pay per view ever. And that's mm. a really stupid thing. Why not do this a couple of weeks after the pay-per-view so everyone can soak in the awesomeness of the pay-per-view if this is a story? But I think it's too crazy to be a story. Yeah. Like, you uh, couldn't write this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's batshit. It's pure. It's, it's egos at work. And I'm not saying, like, the elite are, you know, perfectly innocent and all, uh, whatever, because we don't know. Um... Mm. And it's, but it definitely seems like, to me, there there's a mixture of like there being maybe a bit of a power struggle back there at the minute about who's mm. you know who's the top dog in the locker room. Um, I cannot imagine Hangman, and obviously we don't know him personally. I can't imagine that guy being an asshole to anyone. No, from what we've seen, um, and no one's ever, you no, know, you never heard anything bad backstage. No. About them before, um, same with like, you know, the Bucks. Um, mm. and yeah, if Hangman like, and the Bucks were assholes, I don't think AEW would be around. Yeah, um, people like if they were assholes, it's like, I oh, do you want to come work for us? You'd be like, I get the fuck I know about you, but we're just like, hey, do you want to work for us? I sweet, 
And the thing with, with Punk, everywhere he's gone, like mm. Ring of Honor, WWE, now here, always mired in com- controversy of some sort. Mm. There's always some sort of backstage stuff. It's not a it's not a good look. I know people say, oh, controversy creates cash. It's not the 80s anymore. Controversy creates fucking tweets, and then that's it. it nobody <laughs> pays for anything. That's, that's true. Nobody that's needs very, to pay for a, the news. That's a very fucking good point. Because um, yeah, it's Bischoff uh, that said that back in the day. It's like ah. you didn't you didn't have social media to deal with. Yep. I I would uh, the, yeah I I'd be more if I had to pick a side in this it'd be, you know because uh, um, uh, like they they you could see how they feel about it. they started this as a counter to WWE mm-hmm. and then they're sitting there and watching Tony Khan bring in ex WWE guys. Uh, and and then them getting the top spot. Now now Brian Danielson has done a fantastic job. He is he has done the ideal of what you should do. Yes, he got a title shot. He can like single handedly legitimized Hangman as a champion mm-hmm. with the you know the the that that hour long draw and then the rematch. Yep. Uh, both fantastic match. Um, like he he has made Daniel Garcia. He has yep. had a part in making Wheeler Yuta. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and then all the stuff of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. You know, he's he's the guy mm-hmm. who's there to wrestle. Um, and then if you look at Punk from when he started, he just went on on the rise to, like, you could say he'll put MJF over, but you would could argue, man, MJF was already there. Oh, yeah. like you you didn't help that much in MJF. No one needed to help MJF. Um, did you elevate Darby at all? Darby was already huge. He yeah. was one of the pillars. So you went, you like, you, you ran through the pillars, basically, who were <laughs> already established. Um, and then went on to gear up to a title run, um, which is a bit nuts for a guy coming in after a seven-year absence uh, just in the company. But again, like, if anyone is to blame for all this, it's Tony Khan. Yeah. At the end yep. of the day, that's his company. That's his locker room. He has no control over it, and everyone's just doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and he can't stop them. Uh, and he has to. He has to show some leadership at some point. And, and he does. This. Like I say, he has to. He has to get them in line. Like I don't. No, obviously, you do not want to go down the fucking Vince McMahon route, and everyone be walking in eggshells. God, and... man, there's there's definitely a happy medium. Then no, there. Ha- to me, the happy medium was what they were doing before. AEW at like pre CM Punk, AEW was that perfect happy medium. But well, uh, I think even before then, there there was some stuff. Much, but like that's why Cody leaving. You have to ask yourself, why did Cody leave? Mm. Why didn't he resign? Because we never we never got a like proper answer for that. Because we know like WWE offered you a contract, chance of getting the championship is his his dad never got to. Mm. You know, and just put some something, right some wrongs that happened in the past, but would we unless Cody will tell us the real reason why he left? I'll have to assume that's what it was. But like seeing how seemingly toxic that locker room has become, which is so fucking different from what they were saying at the start. It's like they're like, ah, it's all family. This is a, this is unlike yep. any locker room I've ever been at. Like all these interviews, and, and now it's like. And now, like, all you're getting people is like, um, 
like Ricky Starks and all. So like, I had no do not deal with this shit. Keep me out of it. Yep. Um, yeah. This is gonna. You're you're gonna have like three groups of people in this locker room. You're gonna have the guys that are siding with Punk, the guys siding with the Elite, and then the guys like, nope, don't fucking bring us in, date. We've got a job to do. I I would I would say one thing about like Punk. No, he he wants to be the the locker room leader and and the guy that helps the young people. Like that was the thing I was gonna say is like when he came in, he said I want to help the young guys, and then uh, Brian Danielson came in and said No, I want to kick the shit out of the young guys, and it's like it's actually you you you're just both doing the opposite of what you actually said, <laughs> quite literally now. Yep. Or at least have your friend throw chairs. Not to say if Jackson's <laughs> a bit, one of the but it's just it's a bit mad, you know, because you have some like some people around Punk's age, like Christian. Right? Christian's been there a good while, mm. and all he's been doing is helping elevating. Well, I suppose he's been working with the one particular one guy, but you know, look, he's yeah, made he's him doing a deal. Wonders for him, like I hundred, like I say, hundred percent. I know, man, you give off about Sting, right? Mm. You know, at least he's not, you know, fucking parading around backstage like he's the dog's bollocks and demanding this, that, and the other. All right, he goes out and he wins every single match. But then you don't hear from him. He's not on fucking interview saying, I'm the fucking man and all this here. It's just like, yeah, I beat these kids up. Bye. <laughs> he doesn't come out saying, I'm trying to run a, I'm trying to run a company here uh, and, uh, and you boys need to grow up. Like, uh, <laughs> the he's not running around taking title shots and all this here. It's just like, all right. Things unbeatable, but he's not a fucking dickhead. At least, suddenly, see, after after all this shit, I suddenly don't have so much of a problem with Sting anymore. <laughs> That's the one thing Punk's done is make me sort of go, "Ah, Sting's not that bad anymore." Imagine so, seeing a lot of um, yeah, he needs to go. It's too toxic. Here's the thing though, and this is a real. It's a point I I saw and. It was from one of the, the anonymous WWE people. Um, it's like, if they don't take this, sort their shit out, and make money with it, they have no no call talking about gates or drawing, or as they have no fucking clue mm. what they're doing. If they can't get their shit together and make something out of this, because they have... This has got... Like, salvages makes on makes something positive out of this because it's got so many eyes, so many people interested in seeing what happens next. Fucking do something with it and make it at least worthwhile for all the fucking, like, God. Uh, like, I don't know what the elite done, but uh, Punk is as much of a. He needs to grow up as much as he claims anyone else does. Like, that, 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 that tirade. Pure fucking arrogance is what that tirade was. Um, and say you, you can't you can't fuck off for seven years and you know come back and they're dictating what is and isn't wrestling sorry it just doesn't work like that and it's not like oh you had to look after yourself it's like well it took you seven years to recover from w if you really love the business there was other like you could have went to japan you could have went back to ring of honor wanted nothing to do with anything for seven years and then think you can just come back and cause all this fucking nonsense like what's arguably one of the best happened to wrestling in, in the last yep. 20 years easily uh, it's like come on but uh yeah i i hope i 
fucking hope it gets turned into something like the MJF, the stuff where yeah. that that got yeah. real fucked up. It's, uh, but by got, fuck, it's been turned into something amazing. Yeah. The only bad thing about that is uh, I've heard people say this as well. It's like I had to totally set a precedent there where if you don't like something, uh, you just go nope, and then he'll he'll cave. Uh, to answer that, it's like how many people. Are good enough, as good as MJF to pull that shit aye, off. Aye, aye, that's the thing. You, you can't be Serpentico go and go backstage and no, pull that shit. No, that's just that's not gonna fly. You'll be like, all right, there's the door, buddy. You have to understand, MJF is a once in a generation talent, and yes, he like he knows he is, so he knows he, he can do that. Uh, once like that, and MJF's complaints were completely valid. It's like, well, I, I know. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, his complaint was like, "I'm as big a draw as the likes of Punk and um and you know Kenny and that. I I I pull in numbers as well as these guys, and I'm getting paid a fucking fraction of what they're getting paid. What the fuck? I can I can understand where he's coming from. I I am not entirely sure what point Punk is trying to make. Mm. Uh, and all I can see is like." No, I have to be the man. I'm, I'm the. I want to be the elder statesman of the uh, locker room, and no one, no one is respecting me, and uh, I demand that respect, which is something he himself fucking hated about coming into wrestling. Uh, it's, it's just ironic as fuck. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, have you anything else to add to that? So we can. Just, I was going to say there. Um, you were talking about the MJF thing. Uh, the only positive. Uh, from what I hear that that has had, is it's not just MJF that's actually had a pay reshuffle. A lot of the younger starting talent have also, it's not just MJF. Uh, Tony Reese, apparently, the likes of your, you know, your Darbies and your Jungle Boys and things like mm. that, they've all been got pay reshuffles. So by MJF doing this, he's actually helped a few other people, from what I understand. So Tony sort of was looking at going, well, you know what, if I do that for him, I'm going to have to do it for this person, this person, this person, right. this person. So. That's probably a good way of not set, um, you know, having a bunch of guys refusing to do stuff down the line. It's like uh, actually mm-hmm. look at the the thing as a whole and not just if if that's true, that means he hasn't treated MJF as you know mm-hmm. special. He hasn't given him special treatment over those other guys, mm-hmm. and uh, but at the same time has actually listened to his problems and then improved mm-hmm. things for for everyone, which is I know, which is great. I know. People like Darby and Jungle Boy mightn't be as big as draws MJF, but by fuck they work. I would say they work harder, but they're just not as good. So obviously MJF has that fucking presence and the microphone skills. I think Jungle Boy has done the most matches in AEW now, so like he's yeah. definitely one of the hardest workers they have. So boys like him and Darby just, puts himself through fucking I, hell. Like so, so you just have to look at what Darby does every I, time he's in the ring, what he does to himself. Um, mm-hmm. it's like yeah that deserves recognition yeah I think even some of the early women as well so you probably found Brett got a bit of a, a raise and all because of it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what though again Brett does, suddenly doesn't look too bad <laughs> <laughs> everyone that I was like oh what a cunt I'm suddenly like nah you're not so bad anymore aye her her, her stuff with Thunder Rosa is like it never a, came to blows. No, it's a <laughs> we'll drop in the that. ocean compared to this. 
Uh, yeah. Madness, madness. I suppose though, speaking of you know talent and all the rest, it's time we actually started talking about the good side of wrestling, and that yeah, is that, the, the actual wrestling. Themselves. Yes, <laughs> let's talk about so, the actual wrestling. For, right, so let's talk about you watched Clash at the Castle. I the watched big, Hassle in the Castle. Hassle in the Castle, big WWE event in uh, that what used to be called the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. I don't company I probably bought what they were calling it because. Um, but uh, what, is this the first WWE? Well, when was the last time before this you you watched the WWE? Oh fuck! It was a Rumble. I think it was the 2018 Royal Rumble. Been a while then. It has been a good couple of years. That it was. It was a Royal Rumble. Was the last thing I watched, and I was like, right, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> what did you think of this? I thought this was actually brilliant. I am not gonna. I, I went in. <laughs> I will be very honest with you now that you know I've watched it and all the rest of it. I went in going right. I'll sit with a smile on my face here, but okay. And uh, no, I I was genuinely turned around. And then Gunther and Sheamus came on. And that was you. Fuck. I. <laughs> I think that was a match of the night for for that show. Oh yeah, hands, hands on like... fucking believable. Although but... I enjoyed the um, I I enjoyed the uh, oh Jesus, which one? The fucking main event. I forgot the fucking oh, Samoan Ray- bastard's name. <laughs> Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Drew, yeah. I was Drew and Reigns. That was actually a half decent main event. Yeah, it got really. really oh Jesus! Near the end. I. Uh, it was a. It was a really nice, nice compact card. Everything got plenty of time. Six matches mm. all together. Um, Three yeah, and a half hours. Six matches. Like I. Uh, um, and it was a really easy watch. It was like. Yeah, uh, yeah. It almost flew by. I. Uh, as the, the first match, uh, we got Bailey, Io Sky, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss. Ah, that was Asuka. brilliant as well. I loved like Bailey supposed to be a heel at that stadium. Was having none of it. Um, we got the Hey Bailey song. <laughs> uh, she tried to stop it. There was no she always didn't know what to do at one stage, so she was like, "Shit, what am I doing?" I mean, it must but be hard, it, hard to not just smile and be like, uh, you can see her like <laughs> dying because like, you've got what 70,000 people all singing at you. Yeah. You would be a bit sort of like, oh, Jesus. But, um, uh, oh, because I, I was thinking, I was like, why is she not flipping everyone the bird? And then it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You can't, I don't think you can still get away with that in WWE quite yet, can you? Uh, probably depends who you are. Mm. So she was doing the thumbs down and all, but it just made them sing louder. <laughs> you could there definitely because that's so. That's what I was thinking. You know why? Because it's a it's a good old heel move is just pulling out the old double birds. But uh, um, this one started a wee bit sort of like they were feeling each other out. But Jesus, by the end of it, it was absolutely brilliant. Your wee doll, uh, EO Sky is. Oof, her and Asuka were just kicking shit at each other when they got in the ring together. Aye, we didn't get much of it. They didn't, they didn't give us too much EO versus Asuka because they know people want that. No, <laughs> keep mm. that till till later. Agreed. But that uh, that got gone through Seamus. Jesus Christ, Seamus earned his pay. He did. <laughs> his but... chest. Go, <laughs> Jesus. Honestly, with Seamus being so pale anyway, it just highlighted even more. But these two just slapped the piss out of each other like and i i have obviously seen uh God, i keep going to call him walter gunther for a while um he was a bit chunkier sort of chubbier when the last time i seen him he's trimmed down quite <laughs> yes. a bit yes but uh they were still laying it on how and 
<laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a lot of you know body slams and shit like that in this match. It was just a strike a twenty minute striking contest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the it, it final was. move was a lariat. Yes, it was. It, 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 yeah, it was. It, it it was very similar to another match we're gonna yes. we'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> but yeah, it was mostly just just a bunch of chops and strikes, and, which is and shameless right. for him to paint on. Yep. Crowd was I think that's the most I've ever heard a crowd behind Shame hundred mm. percent in the Sheamus. Um but as we know, just because mm. successfully def- that's probably the biggest difference. How quickly Triple H has to rehabilitate mid card titles. Mm. Um yeah, all he had to do was do those promos saying hey, rem- remember all these guys that had these titles? Look at this history, this rich history. Remember this was this title was defended in this one of the best matches of all time you know it's just just reminding people of why they matter it does all because you can't remember the bad shit because it's whatever so yeah they remind you of the good shit and you're like oh this this title's important just need to get new belts no yeah That's, true 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 um i would say love morgan uh shana baser probably the weakest match wasn't great uh no live morgan Took the title off. Didn't have a very convincing story. Yeah, the the the, the crowd wasn't a hundred percent behind the we the we won. Um, uh, Liv, thank you. Mm. Um, like she wasn't getting, she got an okay reception. But even at that, I think the crowd were maybe a wee bit blown up from the last match, and that probably you know just following Seamus and Gunther probably wasn't helpful either. Mm. Um, Definitely but, not. No. No. There, there was a few wee sort of mishaps from Liv as well. But you were telling me the other one is a UFC doll, and she was actually very good. Yeah, Shayna Baszler. She's one of the uh, the four horsewomen, you know, Ronda Rousey's group that, uh, you know, AEW got, what's her face from? Um, uh, Marina Shafir. Um, and then uh, I think the fourth one is so bad, no one talks about it. All right, okay. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, she's probably the best out of the four. Clearly, clearly. Ro- rocking some uh, Warhammer gear. Yep, got a couple night. of nerds' attentions. Uh, Agent um. Ray Mysterio beat Asmonte, which was Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Match was a bit of fun. So it yeah, was. it was good. Uh, Age coming out in uh, Lucha Mask. The fucking <laughs> crowd went absolutely nuts for him. Yep. Thought he was going to kill himself. <laughs> he was running around, just be pure knacker by the time he gets to the ring. Uh, the big uh, thing of this, though, is so, mm. so this Judgment Day has been attacking um, Dominic Mysterio, Ray's son, like a lot. Dominic Guerrero, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He's got a new daddy now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh. Rhea Ripley, is that what they're saying? Ripley, in the yeah. Chat? yeah. <clears throat> Rhea Ripley has been beating the shit out of him, and this is obviously less left an impression um, on him. And he turned on Ray and Edge. Edge um, sold the daylights out of that ball kick, though. It was just perfectly done. Um, uh, see, when you, I, have, I haven't actually seen Edge in a long, long time. And see, when you see him, he's definitely not aged as well as Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely got the very. Yep. Is he but older Christian, than Christian? Uh, I, I would assume so. 
Christian is always that matters though. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. No, they're the same oh, age. Uh, Christian looks fucking well for his age. Hey, he really. There's does. like um. There's a literal month between them. Uh, Christian. Uh, Christian found the fountain of youth there. I think. Because <laughs> I'm looking back at old photos here, and it doesn't look overly different. But I uh, just when I seen him in the right, he can still move. I'll get mad. You know, he can still go and all. But mm. um. Just, I just at near the end when he was, especially when he was selling the ball kicking, I was like, "Oof, he looks brave aged." Christian's definitely the better aged one of the two. Of them. <laughs> but it's good to see that Edge is, you know, back in the ring and doing what he enjoys doing. And again, very much like Christian, this will get some of the young guys over. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he's he's not challenging for news. No. Well, he has, but again, that was to like so Roman Reigns would have someone else to beat. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins beat Matt Riddle in a really personal grudge match. That I think that, like, this is an example of two guys that don't like each other in real life blurring mm-hmm. lines to make their angle, their their whole thing hotter uh, and it actually being good and mm-hmm. well done because you saw that promo where yes. they pretended they go off the air and then are you still there, Matt? You want to talk about family? What about your ex-wife? When we let you see your kids, and then Matt losing the fucking rag, <laughs> um, which is which is good because everyone, you know, obviously everyone's on board with that. That's complete work. Yep. Yeah, I had a really good match. Match was very good. You know, made it intense. Probably could have done without Matt Riddle's weird fish flying out of his feet entrance. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I have to admit, it's the one thing I don't enjoy about. I think they were still doing it the last time I watched them. All the, the CG, big, the big CG stuff they do. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan of that. All the the, then, the way the way they try and make everything look slick. Like one of the things I really like the way this looked is they didn't have any of the LED boards. Uh, I was they, just going to say you were telling me that they have LEDs around the ring posts and stuff normally. Uh, all that was gone, and the whole thing looked way better because of it. The camera work wasn't bulky yeah, either. It's calmed down a lot, definitely. Um, I think it may have Roman Reigns versus Drew, Drew McIntyre. Um, Could have went either way on this one. Roman, mm. Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. With a bit of shenanigans, though. And a bit of... A sh- yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we saw and, a debut. Um, so this was... So. Yes, the Usu's younger brother... Oh yeah, uh, before that we had um, what's his face, Austin Theory come down to the ring, try and cash in his money in the bank, and Tyson Fury oh, just yeah. punches him in. Yes, that's right. Tyson Fury was there, and Solo uh, Solo Sikoa uh, is the name. The the guy that uh, yanked the referee out wasn't it? Mm-hmm. when he was uh, Drew had the the pin. The um, ah, he just wheeled him with a claymore. I reckon that's being kept. I was thinking about this as well, because you, when you were talking about this, it actually makes sense, because though the way your man's always talking about his bloodline and his family. Yeah. You've obviously Cody's family. Yeah. So you could do a, you know, bloodline versus bloodline thing, but obviously Cody's by himself just representing his family. Hmm. Aye, definitely. And I say his return will align with... Royal Rumble, he'll come in, surprise entrance, win the thing, and then yep. uh, go on to WrestleMania. Be a great moment, really well. Mm. Uh, so that was Clash of the Castle, or Hassle in the Castle. 
It actually so, wasn't that much of a hassle to watch. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so All Out, um, mm. uh, by fucking comparison, was a monster five-hour, 15-match show. <laughs> this was a big fucking show, but... Fucking hell. Unbelievable. Like, from the get-go, even the pre-show had these amazing matches on it. Mm. Pre-show was great. We had uh, uh, Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara defending their mixed tag titles against Ruby Soho. Ruby got it rough uh, in this match. Ruby, so. yeah, looks like she got a broken nose and she took a real fucking ugly bump where she was like doing <sighs> like the thing on, on Sammy where you like the weird lucha thing where she has her Poison head. Rana. Yeah, and then just got fucking wheeled in the head <laughs> by Ty, but it was the landing she'd land Nick. Aye. Uh, you, you heard Excalibur like oh jeez weird I'll, uh... oh that's a definitely done that's a that's as oh, you yeah, said 100%. three times in two weeks uh, we had Hook defending TW champion Angelo Parker and probably his most uh, competitive match yet definitely this, this yeah. Hook was on the back foot for quite a bit yeah he got to do a bit of selling um, he definitely have something with Hook we'll see more Longer matches out of him going. Uh, we had Pac defending against Kip Sabian, who this was making brilliant. his return. What do you think about Kip losing this? Uh, to me, that I mean, it's Pac's first defense on American soil, like so. Mm. Um, with Kip losing, I suppose you could have him feud with anybody now because he's nuts, apparently. Yeah, they did the interesting thing where he was he started talking to his box that he did, yep. that he's had on his head in the ring. Like a much better gimmick for him, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. And the, he, the well, you heard the the fucking pop he got when he came out. He came out with a box in his head, and he got, he got quite the pop. And then even the them two in the ring were brilliant together as well. So they were. You always forget how 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 quick and high flying Kip is because you obviously think of people yeah. like Pack and Phoenix and Dante Martin. It's been so long, I forgot how quick Kip can be. But Jesus, it was absolutely brilliant match. There was a few moments where I thought, oh shit, they're giving it to him. But no, Pac was able to get out of it. Like, But brilliant uh, match. Really, we really probably, We probably know whose next opponent's going to be. Yes. But the interesting thing I found in this match is the crowd kind of turned on Pac as well. Because do you remember how it ended where Pac basically just kept kicking Kip in the head for like... <laughs> Must have been like a minute straight. He was just booting him in the head over and over and over, and then he'd done the black arrow on him. It was it was almost like to keep kicking him so he wouldn't move anymore. Mm. But, but yeah, uh, I, like uh, pa- I don't see Pack as a face anyway. No, Pack's a Pack as a Pack. Simple as that. Yeah, he does. He doesn't give a fuck if you like him or not. He'll kill you. Anyway, he doesn't change. So he's he's a bastard. Nope. He's, he's a not bastard. a face. He's not a heel. He's a bastard. I like that. I think that's what he what he goes for. It's like I'm just a bastard. Face heel, fuck yeah. that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we get the Orange Cassidy coming out right after. Um, mm. he's like, it's no. kind of cool that these two have still. Like I know I said at the time, and 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 Burnsy was a bit confused, but to me the Pack and Cassidy things always kind of been there. It mm. sort of rears its head every so often, but yeah, they're like complete opposites. Yeah. Complete opposites, and yeah, the packs are like, no, we've been matches? here before. We've been here before, and you know how that ended. You're not a wrestler. You're, yeah. And then we we cut the Kip shooting. This is your fault at the bottom. What do you think uh, they do with Kip? Yeah, I think they're gonna go with this him being weird. 
Um, he wouldn't have the stones to go after Miro, would he? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? He's, he's mental. Uh, we had Ishii. Um, Tom Hero Ishii uh, versus Eddie Kingston. Making uh, of stones. In a, cho- <laughs> in a chop match. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, this... Especially Ishii. Ishii just had... You could see Kingston's hand on I- yep. Ishii's chest. Yep. Like, full outline of it. They uh, they, they just proved that... <laughs> anyone who says, oh, wrestling's fake, I all right, go do that way, Eddie Kingston, for 20 minutes and tell me how you feel after. Yeah, the, this, this was just... Chop, chop, chop. We'll do a suplex. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so, brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. It was, I will add. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, so as so, far as I'm aware, then they they've done this match before in uh, New Japan and Ishii yes. won. Yeah. Eddie obviously take takes this one. So we have to have it one more time, and I'd happily watch it again. Keep it for uh, Forbidden Door Two, which. Yep, Tony Khan has confirmed will happen. Um, yeah, I like the the end of this is um, Kingston kept trying to like, <laughs> you know, do the respect thing. We Ishii is like, ah, oh, give him. And he's just like, fuck off. You're the winner. Take your moment, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> uh, how to be not selfish in wrestling by Eddie Kingston? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, well, obviously he's a huge fan of Japanese wrestling. Also, again, that's probably a big thing for him be able to do that in front of a home or I say an American crowd and all but I he was just trying to sort of like come on man take take it in and he's all like, you're a fucking idiot this yours your victory get up there and enjoy it I had a brilliant match and this was just the fucking pre-show yeah, now we've got the, the main show. so we're start start with the casino ladder match winner of this get a title shot um this is was the kind of chaos you would expect uh, from mm. a multi-man ladder match. You got Claudio Castano, uh, Wheeler Yuta, Penta, Ray, Roosh, Andrade, Dante, someone else, the Joker, who we don't know who that is. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was one of that match. Just just a big fucking spot and very Aye. sore looking bumps. There's a weird thing um, Claudio did where Aye. like. Stuck one ladder through an other ladder and made a weird triangle thing, and then had fucking Andrade. Andrade stuck on it, and he was holding it up. And then I don't know what he was trying to do, but I ended up just like pushing it over sideways. So he took a spin yeah, to the ring. It, it did not go as planned at all. And then there was that fucking like Penta has amazing Canadian destroyer, so he does. And the mm. one he does on the ladder on the outside with Andrade, oh fuck! Oh, you I think I'm pretty. You're going to mention the one as he was coming down the ramp on Dante Martin, but that yeah, the one the the one on the ladder was like he was moving in slow motion on it. It's like he just suspended in there and spinning around. But I uh, and then the one on Dante was the same. It's like I, it just looks so smooth. So it started the fucking him coming to the ring. He just grabs Dante, Canadian destroyers him. I'm pretty sure that was the end of Dante in the match. That's what Dante gets for running up there. Uh, what are you doing running the pentagon you got ahead of himself there did you forget where you were um <laughs> right but just, just we have all the men out we're just waiting on the joker and we, then we get a bunch of men dressed in black coming out and beating the shit out of everyone one of them climbs the ladder grabs the uh the poker chip that represents the title shot and uh takes the mask off 
and it's Stokely Hathaway and all the guys that he's been recruiting, like uh, W. Morrissey, Ethan Page, uh, Gun Club, uh, Lee Moriarty. Oh, that's it, isn't it? That's all of them. Is that all? Um, it was. There might have been. Was there? Was there more in there? Was there trying to it's, 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 he's been throwing out that many business cards. I can't remember who's who now. Uh, well, that's all I can remember. Um, mm. And then we get the countdown. Uh, lights go out. Mm-hmm. Oh, lights didn't go out. Uh, Simply for the devil starts playing a uh, Rolling Stone song, and this guy comes out in a uh, like white devil mask, goes up, Stokely hands him the thing. He's like, yay, I win. Uh, goes to take off the mask, doesn't take off the mask. We'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> um, World Trios Tournament Finals. Uh, the Elite. Kenny in the box versus Hangman Page and Alex Reynolds over the Dark Order. The good, the bad, and the hunky. Yep. Uh, this is setting the precedent for... Well, this whole, I think this whole ter- tournament has set up as like, this is what the trios division is going to be. Don't worry too much about tags and who's in the ring for certain (laughs) for how long because goddamn it's gonna be hard to keep track of and it's just there to be exciting quick um and yes this is for the fans of yep um and yeah this one match you would expect not from from these guys at this stage we know what uh the four Kenny, the Bucks, and Hangman can do when they're in a ring together, whether against each other or on the same side or whatever. We know John Silver and Alex Reynolds so underrated as a tag team. They're yep. some of the best, like, tag offense. Yeah. Just they're, like, it's not even double teams. It's the way they combo moves into each other. Yep. And, like, really quick succession. I imagine taking it is a nightmare because you're like just recovered <laughs> from taking a thing and now you're in something else. But uh, yeah, it looks great. A <clears throat> uh, bit of controversy here in the finish, like intended mm. controversy, not the other kind. Um, yep. Yeah, um, John Silver's holding Kenny to for for Hangman to do a buckshot. Uh, Kenny ducks. Silver takes the buckshot, gets pinned. Kenny Megan Elite are the or Kenny Megan the Bucks are the the first trios champions. The whole thing during this match though as well was like Reynolds and Silver would be beating the piss out of one of the Bucks and Hangman would be like getting in the ring being like whoa 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 come on come on come on and they're like hey mm. we're we're trying to win this here and all this here. So yeah, I, def- who who were they? they were stomping the fuck out of one of them and he got got I think it was Matt. them. Uh, so there could be could be friction with Hangman and Dark Order after this. Yep. Um, and uh, it's leading to something really, really good. But uh, like that was the whole thing. It was like, oh, well, they're getting back on the same page, and then fucking Hangman takes John. So of all them to do it to, too, it's obviously because him and Silver are always hugging and shit, and then he takes Silver's head off, and that's the move that pins him as well. And you're like, oh Jesus! But the match was just, as you say, them four boys and the Dark or Silver Reynolds underrated. You knew you were just in for something absolutely special, hey. It was mm. absolutely brilliant. Uh, TBS championship match: Jade Cargill versus Athena. It was all right. short and sweet. Wasn't. Yeah, it was short. Um, it, Jade wins. I don't think anyone was surprised by that. <laughs> I honestly thought she'd just done two moves. I had forgot at the start she <laughs> thought she had a wee flurry at the start, and I completely forgot by the time we got to the end. And I was all, 
Seriously? You're letting her win on two moves? What the fuck's this? <laughs> was I was one, a wee one, bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> there was one wee, wee part where um, Kiera Hogan and Layla Gray oh, sort of missed yes. their cue to pull the ref out. And uh, Jade had a... Yep. Jade, well, fair play, Jade. She had the werewolf going, nah, I better kick out here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because... Um, Athena obviously went on the fucking the assault very very quick, and she does that awesome finisher of hers really really quick, mm. and she's going for the pin, and it's almost like you said they miscued, but you know she's able to kick out. But then poor Layla Gray takes a shotgun drop kick, holy and, shit, I... and is murdered. I think she's dead now. <laughs> I don't think we saw her again after she took that. Fuck <laughs> no, oh, she's too busy going. Hey, my spine's up the fucking ramp somewhere. Uh, Wardo. Great match, uh, great, great wee, uh, wee moment. So it was. I enjoyed that. I think yeah. it was really good. The match was just a. Mm. Uh, uh, Wardlow and FTR versus mm. Jay Lethal and the Motor City crowd. Well behind Ward. Yep. Um, fucking Sanjay though with his wee T-shirt and <laughs> oh, that was pure shit heel tactics. But um, it was. Amazing seeing FTR in the ring with the Motor City machine guns. And yeah. obviously they're, they're smaller guys, but Sabin can still move, hey? I know Shelly's good, but to me, Sabin was always the star of the two of them. And Sabin is, for a man, I think he's in his, I think he's mid-40s now. He's flying around like he's in his 20s. And that was the cool thing. They were like, out because FTR, like the muscle houses, and... You know, machine guns are like, nah, anything you can do, I can flip and land on my feet. Anything you can do. That's what the whole thing was. It's just like, nah, I'm on my feet. Ha <laughs> ha. But obviously, the power overcomes eventually. Especially when Wardlow gets in the ring. Yeah. Oh, it was... It was... Um, lethal that had the honour of taking the powerbomb symphony and the, <laughs> uh, symphony and the pin. Um, but then, because we got Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh there, they start to throw in the ring. Samoa Joe comes back. Thanks, Samoa Joe. Then Dax's daughter comes running out. Yep. Because uh, San- Sanjay had been shit-talking his daughter, so they are doing that yep. whole heart fight, uh, fight like an eight-year-old girl. And she snapped Sanjay's pencil. Yep. And then someone pasted him one, and then she pinned him. Yeah. But... um. Uh, how did Joe get bust open? I don't know. It just got too excited. And <laughs> it happens sometimes. He still had a bit of a sweet tooth in the system. Just <laughs> I that wasn't it. You said he probably wheeled his head off his own belt because he had I the think he did, he, TV title. He ran at the big lump and he sort of just headbutted him in the stomach. But he had his belt with him. So I think when he went for the headbutt and he caught your man, he just must have wheeled himself off the belt. It was just crazy. He literally shows up and he's bleeding. Um, Ricky Starks versus Pyro's Hobbs. This was a strange one because it was way shorter. And apparently this was way shorter than it was supposed to be. Because this had some build up. Yeah. And then it's like it's like Hobbs just spine buster and Starks was done. Yep. Uh, the the trying to put... The, put uh, the the idea was like Starks' neck is bothering him the whole way through the mm-hmm. and then the spine muster just um so and then that's uh, Excalibur said uh, all the damage Hobbs did to Starks' neck um mm. so that's how they're selling it, it was, um so I I'm hope he genuinely is all right 
Yeah, uh, I'm guessing this. Uh, I'm hoping this was part of the plan, and there's more to come on this. Because uh, uh, yeah, you give Starks a push and then cut him off like that. But if if there's a story to it with the neck playing into him losing and that, uh, then what was probably match of the night? Uh, Swerving our glory versus the acclaimed. For did you did you expect this to be anywhere near as good as it was? No, no, I did not. I don't. I don't think anyone did. Oh, this it was, was. It was so good. It has some really good storytelling as well. With, uh, you know, the Anthony Bowens saw on the knee, and then Swerve yep. started targeting the knee, and then he started like Keith Lee started doing it as well. You know, Swerve yeah. acting all heelish, and then Keith Lee started to get a bit heelish, which is weird to see. And it's always yeah. like you know Swerve being the bad influence on. Um, God, the crowd were so into, so into uh, the acclaimed, but it, it got too much by the point where like, oh, we're not going to accept the finish. It's like, mm. it's not how this works, lads. It's not yeah. the one you cheer for loudest gets the win. Yep. And as the people say, it's like, oh, you could have called an audible and done this and that. It's like, what, yeah, but, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got the storyline planned. Aye, but these guys are cheering loudly, so screw that story. We'll write something quickly. No, you stick with your story, what you've got. Jesus uh, Christ. It's like, right, say you do that, and then, but then what do you do then? Because you're building a story with Swerve and Our Glory, where, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's a couple of times where there was, uh, you know, um, Keith Lee took a swerve move by accident or and, and vice yep. versa. There was a couple of times. And they're obviously building this thing of them being tag team chats and it's slowly either like it's almost like swerves a heel, Keith Lee's a face, and they're in a team. But like this showed like, you know, Keith Lee playing into like or sort of being affected by Swerve's ruthlessness and going mm. after Anthony Bones and just punishing his um uh, but if you like made an audible and said, "All right, make a claim, champions." He's like, what do you, what do you do, Swerve? And they're going there. <laughs> they're they're yeah. just left fucking sitting there, just so the crowd can have a single moment of going, "Yay, the one we like won." It's like uh, yeah. that makes no sense. Don't, yeah, just don't be like Wait, the, the way I say. It, imagine, imagine TV writers did this. Like, oh, this character's wild popular, but we had planned to kill him off so we could pl- tell this epic story. I but all the fans like him, so we better just change everything so that the fans can be happy for a moment and then complain that every other episode's pish writing it's like yeah you, you have to take the story like yeah i, I don't think there's anything taken away from this no. match in having a match Keith Lee. Fucking amazing yeah um so yeah the they, they retain uh, put on the best match of the night which everyone can be very proud of and they acclaimed are now more over than they've ever been yep um, the one thing I might have changed I don't know if this was an attempt to try and get the crowd back you know when they do the wee scissor thing at the end oh uh, yeah if I'd have been Keith Lee and Swerve I'd have just got out of the ring and been a sort of big league them and went yep we're done but I think that was still hinting as like Keith Lee's still not completely oh yeah true gone. true true yeah true he's still the he's still got the face but yeah he showed like a mark of respect yeah where Swerve, Swerve didn't. obviously didn't yeah Aye. Um. Yeah, it's this match had some pretty good nuanced storytelling, uh-huh. which flew over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an epic match, absolutely epic. Match. <clears throat> uh, with the four way match for the interim uh AEW Women's Championship, 
Uh, don't mean to bring up fucking weird backstage controversy again, but did uh, Tony Storm take a shot at uh, Thunder Rosa during her uh, interview? I don't... If it did, I missed it. Why would Sa- she say? Something about, we'll see how weary he is. Sort of like Jesus. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this match was, was pretty good. Yep, certainly was. It sort of started the way you expected it with, you know, Hater and Brit working together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was anyway, right. a couple of nice wee moments where I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> the, 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 the crowd definitely buying Hater. Um, uh, Hater and Sheeta were getting the biggest cheers. Yeah, and I, I, I like that. It wasn't Brit. It was like, you know. I think, I think everyone's dumb with Brit. I, I definitely think what well, I think she's still popular, like, but oh, you yeah, know, the, the the natural she's, like she's, rise right. of of Jamie Hader out of her shadow is going to happen, uh, yep. and um, like on a pay per view where she mm. should have been all along. Yep. Um, there was a couple of moments where I thought she'd have had it too. I was like, oh, fuck. and then obviously you forget there's four of them, <clears> but uh, <throat> definitely for me the most interesting bit was was it she'd have caught. Hater with the finisher, and then Brit threw her out and went for the pin, but Hater kicked out. Oh no no right! So it was it was Hater did her finisher. I think it might have been on or something. Right. Um, and then Brit pulled the referee out mid count. That's what right. And then Tony got all was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And why she had the she had her back turned, so it was either she or Tony Storm hit her with something, um, yep. and then uh, Baker got in the ring and tried to pin uh, Jimmy Hater. Yes, and then obviously it didn't finish, and Britt was staring at her like, "Right, I'm gonna lockjaw you," because the crowd was like losing their their shit here, going, "Oh my fuck, they're gonna, she's gonna do it, she's gonna do it," and then uh, was it fucking Tony Storm came in and finished that off. But there's definitely that's it. I think the yeah, this will be hater. Hater hit she she did with the with her ripcord, right, which is her finisher. Uh, Baker pulls her F off. Um, Storm then hit hater with the Storm Zero, uh, and Brit tries to seal a pin. Then Storm DDTs both of them and pins hater. I just oh. I hope this is you know Brit can finally move aside and let the title picture happen without her now. Because oh, obviously she'll be dealing with big Jamie Hater, and hopefully Hater tears her apart. Do you think that's going to happen now? I don't think they'll they'll launch straight into to at this. No, no, no. That'll it'll take time to break down. You know, this is this yeah, is the yeah. start of the wall starting to crumble. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. This one's been personal, um, in a, in a good way. Oh, it's been uh, brilliant. <laughs> Is this gonna have to be the new thing now? This is personal, but in a good way, in a good way, folks. Don't worry. I just start saying these two should hit or work, work and hit each other, and it's working personal. Uh, uh, fuck me, this is exhausting. I, didn't even I know it's bollocks. Um, yeah, so we get um, Christian comes in first, Jungle Boy comes in, Jungle Boy turns around, uh, and motions to the ra- the, the tunnel. Uh, and is motioning down the tunnel for someone to come out. Uh, Luchasaurus comes out of the heel tunnel and just fucking empty junk boy. And everyone's like, "Oh shit, what have I you done?" I seen, seen a photograph of Jungle Boy's back after the the match. Yeah, Choke slam on a 
Wolf, it was it was not a it was not a nice picture, I tell you that much. Each one of them wee steel grates was like a wee tiny blade. Aye. It was it was uh, nasty, but yeah, poor old jungle boy gets chokeslammed first, then he gets smashed through the table. He gets thrown into the ring, he gets to his feet, and fucking Christian just empties him, and that's it. Yeah. And he gets to his feet and tells Aubrey to ring the bell start. Yep. Uh, immediately takes a spear and a kill switch. Uh, yep. So apparently this was supposed to be longer, but Christian's crying an inch. Um, but we get to... Nah. We get Enjoy to keep this going, and we are going to probably have a Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus match. Yep. Uh, be we, have a, we have a proper heel Luchasaurus now as well, yeah. so God help anyone that gets in the ring. With. Uh, uh, the, the heel Luchasaurus stuff was fun, so I'm glad we're getting more of it. Just no sell. He's, he's kind of, he's like, I know we've said this about a few people, but he's, he's like a fucking Undertaker type no selling when he's in heel form. Just nothing phases him when he's heel Luchasaurus, so that's class. So the only movie uh, you should be able to beat him with is a Meteora. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. This was a very, very good match. I have to make the most of what we paid for White Zombie, so let's do this again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this was really good. Uh, again, this was Jericho doing a lot of submissions. Obviously, yep. Daniel. It was a submission, very submission-heavy match. Um, mm. Lots of stretching. Rolling out. I love Danielson doing the label lock, and then as Chris Jericho would edge towards the rope, he would like roll through, back yeah. into the bell lock in a different position, so, so he's away from the rope again. Um, it's very good. Yeah, we got to see the, the lion tamer brought it again. Don't, you don't see that too often. Uh, but yeah, yeah, very good. Very technical match. What do you expect? Like a, a nice selection of different... Um, of course it's a... Fun. Um, we've also got uh, Daniel Garcia watching backstage, pensive, I would say. Yep. Because uh, he's torn between Danielson and Jericho, his uh, hero and his men. But we get eventually, no, the, like, Gar- if you remember, Garcia had stopped Jericho from wailing Danielson with a chair just there yes. on, on Dynamite properly. But Jericho going to Jericho. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hits Danielson with a low, low blow. Uh, all of Jericho Appreci- Appreciation Society, with the exception of Garcia, come down to celebrate. So, House of Black versus Darby Allen, <laughs> Sting. And, so I this know. match basically went down in like three parts. Yep. It was, Mal- or was Miro kicking the shit out of everyone. Yes. Darby tags himself in, gets the shit kicked out of him by everyone. And yep. then Sting comes in and just no sells everything. Yep. Pretty much how it went. Yeah, because once Miro got tagged out, I don't think he was back in the match. No. He and came in. Sting out. Yeah, he came in, did the just fucking wrecking everyone. Um, wouldn't tag in uh, Darby, even though Darby's like, give me the tag. He's like, ah, no. I did enjoy that though. He kept sort of looking over. I'm like, ah, well, I'm pretty sure he shouted weakling or something and went back <laughs> to work. And then, yeah, Darby gets the blind tag, uh, proves Miro right. Yeah, because as by... soon as he gets tagged in, he gets trucked by Brody King. <laughs> Absolutely just trucked. And then I, I really didn't like Sting single-handedly taking on Buddy yeah. and Brody. I'm pretty sure he busted Malachi's eyeball as well. Yeah, he was bleeding pretty heavily from the... Um, yeah. 
And then uh, Sting did a Black Mist on on Malachi, oh, okay. which allowed them to get... Well, Darby got the pin, at least. Yeah, he did that, that weird pin he does. Yeah, was it the Last Supper? Last. Um, so weird thing about this, there was rumours of Malachi Black maybe leaving or reason given. At the end of this match, he, he hugged everyone, uh, was blowing kisses to him and gave a bow before he left, which is a bit worrying. Yeah. I hope everything's okay there. It's, uh, I hope so, because... I was thinking they get me on, because like Julia Hart, she's... Uh, yeah. She was just missing a pointy hat. She would have been a witch. True. But she actually looked fucking class. She looked cool as fuck, eh? Um, yeah, the, the entrance was cool as fuck. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, I want to keep it. Really, really like House of Black. On to the main event, then. So, entrances first. Kind of mixed for both. Now, we're in Chicago. Yes. Definitely a, a lean towards punk. But I mm. think punk was getting booed more than he's ever got booed in Chicago. 100%. And, and that's coming from all this backstage drama. That's people not appreciating the sort of things saying and doing. Yep. Um, this whole build up to this has been just weird as fuck. With the squash, the open contract for the rematch, and a bit weird. It seems like you're like it seems like there's there's not a lot of forethought and everyone's just flying by the seat of their pants here. Um but yeah, that we almost get early on get a fucking opposite where CM Punk hits a very early GTS. Um but Moxie manages to kick out and there's it's a lot of CM Punk offense from there. Mm. Um then eventually Mox gets the upper hand, Punk, when he pushes Punk into the steel ring post, and Punk bleeds fucking everywhere. Yep, as is sort of becoming customary with Punk <laughs> We, I Moxie does it, Moxie's the worst for it. Oh, true, like, yeah. It's either Moxie or Danielson are, are the worst for it. Um, but we almost made through made it through an entire AEW event without someone intentionally bleeding. Yeah, we've had two people bleeding already throughout the show, but intentionally, uh, we almost got there. No, we, it was three. It's Mojo. That's right, Smojo. Ruby, Ruby, uh, and Malika. And Mal- um, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to have any feelings on this match. Like, like I said, this this may as well have not happened. And yeah. I think I think it was probably a good match, but then at the same time, though, the way. The way it played out with Punk getting like really strong, and then him doing the, you know, the way he did the the GTS, and and then Moxie sort of lands on top of him, draped over him, and then he you know muscles up to do an R one. And it's like yep. is this is just doing it like because Punk needs to look strong, or am I just being overly sort of critical now just because of my perception of what's going on backstage? Probably, probably that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it the thing is, is. If, if something. Yeah, it's gonna. It's you're not gonna enjoy the matches of that exactly. person anymore when, when you know he's a cunt. That's the damage all this shit's doing. So even if this is a work, you you've you've basically taken away my enjoyment of this match because of all the stuff. And then the biggest thing, and I I feel so badly for the guy because of all yep. this shit, is like Punk wins, arena lights go out, we hear a recording of a phone call of TK. <laughs> being all 
look, I'm going to swallow a bitter pill. I'll offer you this much money, whatever. I just, I need you to come back. Um, we get the, the masked Joker from earlier up on the screen. He, uh, he, he has his back to the camera, takes the thing off, puts the, uh, Burberry scarf on <laughs> and you hear MJF saying, I am the devil himself. His music hits. The fucking place goes absolutely nuts. Like wild in Chicago, come off. CM Punkistan in the ring with the title just had a fucking crazy match, and no one gives a shit about him because MJF is here. And it's it's like it should have been that this should have been the moment of the whole weekend. This should be what everyone was talking about. This should have been that's a great fucking return. That was brilliant. That was brilliantly played doing the Joker thing, having Stokely going around for weeks recruiting all these people. That's what we should be talking about. Not a bunch of boys having a fucking slap fight backstage and throwing chairs at each other. You know what makes perfect sense as well? The people Stokely have been recruiting. They're all sort of pissed off. Yes. And angry. Yes. So yes. They, they all have MJF's mindset as well. Except for W. Morrissey. Yeah, I don't know what his, his plan is. Oh, he'll just be like, he I just want to kill He just someone. got here. Yep. But, um, uh, that was a good like point out as well as, you know, Morrissey, um, you know, after had given it, like, like, obviously we haven't really skipped this, but on that mm-hmm. dynamite, uh very confusing having uh, they they had uh well it's not confusing but it was like for no reason they just had the wingmen uh doing a, a protest in the ring because they were never booked yep. on dynamite uh and, yep. and morrissey is just there for no reason and empties the rest the lot of them and then stokely comes up. have you noticed stokely when he's coming out down to the ring to with the intention of giving someone a card he looks shit scared yeah. He's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't make any <laughs> sudden get, movements. Gotta get this guy on my side. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it it actually makes sense for Morrissey. Uh, so going back and what I said, because who the fuck was the MGF hired before to yep. for Warlord to take on? Yep. So this, I guess it's not Stokely's group. It's MJF's group. Does Jade factor into that or is she just a... I reckon she'd be separate. She's she's not exactly disgruntled about anything. I feel bad for Mark Ther. Uh but the thing is, Mark Sterling's so good at what he does, you could have him managing anyone and he'd just be able to bounce around and have a bit of crack with. Mm, but it was him managing like a like Jade, that's guarantee fucking T V time and that, and then yeah. you're just like nah, Oh yeah, I got you, got you. But, that's uh one of the issues with and I, I again I think this is plays into the whole the 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 backstage problems and why it's mostly a fault has to lie of Tony Khan is him mm. giving preference to the new shiny thing and yep. like everybody knows that this is this is a criticism that has been made in the past is like he will sign someone new and that's all he's interested in for a while until he, mm. um create fucking weekend of wrestling uh marred by a load of bullshit and Tony Khan I. I'm very glad to see MJF back. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Look, looking forward to, to hearing what he has to say. Oh, that's the one thing. You're not going to miss Dynamite. <laughs> Fucking no way, man. Especially if MJF has a mic in his hand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There was no beat uh, being the elite vlog yesterday. Uh, and they have said they are, uh, they are bringing one out tomorrow. Yep. Um, 
that's going to be the highest viewed BTE there's ever been. Which, could you think of it this way? So, they didn't say anything on Monday, and just, just mm. you know, that was the, the day after all this happened. They did, they obviously said, oh, well, let's not put one up after all that shit. Um, but then we have today, they announced, right, it's going up tomorrow. Could it be that they have planned this instead of putting something up today, they're doing something for tomorrow because they're already trying to capitalize on it and they say, right, let's turn this into something yep, that gets us a right. fucking fuck ton of money and views. Mm. Uh, I don't, like, uh, you want to try and like see the positive in this, this shit and if everyone can please get past it. I, I don't know, like fucking, uh, yeah, like, like Colton Punk, what am I to at? Hey, Colt hasn't really done anything though. See, we don't know. We like what Pong's saying could be true as well. He could have been like just taking him for money and getting him to pay all his bills while hiding the fact that he didn't need him to pay all his bills. But this shit happened what ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Why does he need to surface it all again? No, it it wasn't ten years. Even though Pong says he hasn't spoken to him. All right. It's, he, he has. I mean, Jesus Christ. He did the podcast that got you sued seven years ago, so... Oh, okay. He probably had to speak to do that. Um, just a... Just a big shit. Um, it was a good show. It was just sadly marred by the shit. But, like you say, you know, if they can fucking put their differences aside uh, and do something that could make people go, hey, we could actually do something with yeah. this... Once it's I, I, done, you know, we don't have you don't have to work with each other. You will be on the same show, but we, we won't do stories or anything with you again. Just get this shit done. We'll do something with yeah. it. Yeah, I'm trying not to be a, like come across as too much on either side. I can say that like from the the things that Punk said during seemed really arrogant to me, not knowing the ins and outs of what's happened backstage. But I don't want to come across like oh you should do this and that because like this uh, I'm looking at a, a commenter on Fightful Slack. There's like I stand with CM Punk. The elite need to EPs if they're holding that title instead of reminding me of the click back in WWE. In words of Punk, children and say yeah no shit. In words of Punk, you just regurgitated everything he said. And right, what do you mean by act like EVPs? What have they done that you have seen that has not been fitting of an EVP? Which Let's be very clear. It's a bullshit. Yeah, like, it really. It is. It, it was Future just a Rama thing. That. Uh, it, it was just a thing to uh, like a wee title to give them because they were the first guys to build it up. Um, if you can explain to me what acting like he and what it is that was done by the elite, other than Hangman trying to cut a promo mm. that Punk didn't like. Or Punk feeling slighted because they didn't ask him for his advice. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's it just it that seems real like a really petty thing. The other thing with yeah. uh, like Aaron his business with uh, with Colt to to press and that that's kind of shitty. But uh, Sean Rossap of Fightful, who reported that stuff, says he has never spoken to the elite, so it wasn't them he got it off. So, yeah, it's all very... I know we wanted to go away at the start. And maybe we... Well, we were always going to finish on it, sadly, because obviously we had to talk about the main event and all that there. So, <clears throat> so but uh, before we do call today in this one, is there anything you played that you want to uh, talk about at all? Uh, very quickly, then. Uh, I have uh, been playing GoldenEye Source on the computer. Right. Some, some fans, fair fucks of them, 
they used, I believe, the Half-Life 2 engine, modded the absolute shit out of it, and made an online GoldenEye multiplayer-only game. How this hasn't been shut down, I don't know. Because MGM's uh, pretty on the spot of that shit. Yeah, apparently this has been around for, hang on, this has been around since 2010, I think? So it's not like it's like a new thing. This this has been around a, a good while. Yeah, GoldenEye mm. sort um, I want to, 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 2010. 2010 has <laughs> been around, so 12 years it's been around. Jesus um, Christ, that's straight up Piers Brosnan. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is multiplayer only. The thing is, there, there's nobody playing it these days. But you can uh, still do you can still do matches with bots, and right. it's just still good crack just playing GoldenEye multiplayer, and like. <laughs> It's free as well. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a semi-decent computer, go get GoldenEye Source. It's completely free and it's fucking brilliant. And especially if you like, you ever played the old school GoldenEye, you might enjoy it. There's silly things you can do as well, though. Like you can like make your own modes, like zero gravity mode and shit like that. So you're literally doing Moonraker with moon lasers and all flying around. So I've been mucking around with that. I've got a couple of games uh, on my Steam library that I'm going to play, but I'll talk about them after I've played them. But... Yeah, I've been doing a lot of GoldenEye Source. Oh, and Classic Hitman, because they were doing a sale on Steam as well. But, you know, you've all played Hitman at the stage. You don't need me to tell you how good it is. How's that hold up? Did you Have you played, like, the first one? Oh, Agent 47? That's the one I've yeah. never played, you see, because I never had a PC. Oh, and no. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I tried playing the first mission. No. And, uh, oh, Jesus, hey. The AI was crazy back then. Like, if you even moved slightly different, they were all like, oh, he's a killer. And you're like, hang on, what? <laughs> I literally just, <laughs> I just strafed a wee bit and you're on to me. <laughs> so uh, the AI was crazy suspicious in the in the first game. Uh, I've been playing a wee bit of the second one. It's not as bad, but still is a bit sort of, you know, boys will just look at you like you're walking funny or something. But definitely blood money and... Uh, Absolution is where Hitman really, really hit its stride, I think. Some people give Absolution a hard time. It's not the best Hitman game, but it has like... Contracts is good. Look, Contracts is okay. I forgot about that one. I haven't tried that one to see how it's aged. I didn't um, like Absolution. See, I get why people didn't like Absolution, and I agree in some ways, because... Absolution tried to do like a story instead of just the good Hitman thing. Yeah, it did. the see, levels didn't feel like like Hitman it, levels. It, yeah, it felt like a you know linear video game. Go do this, do this, do this. It yes. wasn't like oh, uh, well, there here's, was here's a sandbox where I can just yeah do. I, m- I get what stumps. you're saying. There was only maybe I think of all the levels in that game, there was only what I would call six, maybe seven proper Hitman levels. So there was, compared to that entire game, which has like 22 levels or something, only seven of them, I think, are proper Hitman levels. Um, but I, Absolution, I think, if you didn't have Absolution, though, you wouldn't have the absolutely amazing Hitman trilogy you have today, because they actually used quite a few features from Absolution and basically created a new blood money with the Absolution engine. So... The two of them are just as important as each other, I think, to create the new kick-ass Hitman. But yeah, the, the GoldenEye source is free and really, really good, silly, old arena shooter fun. Just running around as James Bond characters. And odd job, still a cheating bastard. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I played a few. Oh. Um, 
There's something I read today I want to talk about, though. Okay. It's actually a manga. Oh, yeah, you're saying about this? So, they've made an official adaption of Elden Ring. Yep. In manga, there's two chapters out there for free. Uh, uh, Katakawa is the the publishing company they actually own from software. They're software's parent company. Um, If you Google it, it should be easy to find. And you would think going in, this is going to be a real dark fantasy. It's going to be in the tone of uh, um, Elden Ring. It's a fucking comedy. How does that work? Basically, imagine like the main character is a person playing their first Souls games and hasn't got a fucking clue what anyone's on oh, about <laughs> or what's going on. Okay. And it like opens with like, it, and we can say this: Wretch is canon. Because okay. they have no clothes and a club. Right. <laughs> and it starts with Melina, like, finding this guy face down, unconscious. The fucking, you know the way that we, like, he's wearing the wee mm. pants, but one of the, one side of them's untied. He's just like, and she's standing there with, uh, <laughs> with Torrent and being like, are you sure this is the one? He doesn't look very lordly. <laughs> it's like, and then it's like, uh, it skips forward to like, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, but it's him then making his way out of the, you know, the grave of heroes where he starts. Yeah. And it's like, the two flasks, the sacred flasks, are like stuck to his ass. Like, you know, that cupping therapy type stuff? Like, yep. So Melina has stuck the two fucking flasks to his ass while he was unconscious. This is an official adaption. <laughs> Uh, oh Christ! That actually not, sounds pretty did, awesome, though. Did not see this coming, hey? Did not see this coming. The the way you've described it, though, as a player who's never played a Souls game, being thrown into the deep end. Imagine though, right? Because obviously we all know Souls games. Imagine being in that world. You just waking up and being all, "Hi, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean I have to go fight these giant monsters? I have literally a pair of pants and a club. Ah, right, go, go, go. You'll be all right." It's like it breaks the fourth wall as well. Because she's trying to explain to him stuff in, uh, you know, ter- in in-game lore type stuff. Like, oh, I can, I can turn rune, yeah. you know, shards of runes into strength and all. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, it's basically XP and I can level you up. <laughs> and then she puts all his points in the uh, intelligence. Game-wise, though, I tried a few things. I tried playing that, uh, I don't know if you heard of this one, Immortality. Mm, can't say I have. Just came out on. So it's from uh, a developer that. Uh, did you ever hear of a game, Her Story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played? So it's the next game from that developer. So it's all FMV. I was going to say, is it like the FMV style game then? Uh, yeah. Sam Barlow, I think you call him. Yeah, I think Makes you're those. right. And I, it, it's weird. Um,. And I can see the appeal of it. Uh, I don't know if I have the patience for it, but there's like, there's parts where it's like, I don't know what I'm even looking for here. Because if you go straight into the game, it just drops you in. So there's a clip of a film, go do a thing, uh, watch it. Or So the idea is you watch these clips from these movies and you can um, sort of focus on objects on screen and I'll link you to another clip and another clip. And so the whole thing is about this actress who did three films that never came out and then she disappeared. Um, and you're supposed to 
like find out what happened to her. Now, one of another thing is uh, two the first two films are were made in the seventies. The third film was in the nineties, and she doesn't look any older. Uh. So that's probably a big clue to what's going on there. Um, and like, there's I think one of them had a on set accident where someone got shot with a real gun and um, stuff like that. Um, and you're sort of scrubbing through these things and you're clicking on different objects, which will link you to uh, unlock another clip. Um, and I was like, right, okay, I, I, I've sort of got what we're doing. I don't understand why I'm doing it or how I, you know, come to any conclusions or am I just trying to unlock all the clips and that's it and it will make sense then. Um, and then I was scrubbing through the thing and I, I th- like in reverse. And then I thought I saw okay. something on the, the screen. I went back and went, I, I definitely saw something. And if you go back and sort of manually scrub back in reverse, it's like she was this, this other, completely other woman in black and white, and she's all dressed in this weird fucking almost see-through robe thing, talking about, like, being reborn over and over again doing weird things like hundreds of years ago that's like jesus christ <laughs> um so it's like it's pretty cool that's probably a bit spoiler <laughs> it's too late now eh. um but yeah if you like mystery stuff you'll probably have a a good time with that um i got that uh cult of the lamb which uh, seems okay don't know if i'm so it's a, a roguelike, and then it's got, like, a cult management. It's fine. It's not, like, the roguelike parts of it aren't, like, pretty, they're pretty simplistic, and it, it's, like, nowhere near as good as, I can't think, uh, like, a Hades or, Isaac. Or, or Binding of Isaac, uh, stuff like that. Um, I've never actually played Binding of Isaac, but Hades. Um, but then the, the cult management stuff is a little bit Stardew Valley, but fuck, fucked up. Um, hopefully I'll have... That part, that, like, I, I, I get the appeal of doing that sort of stuff, and it's light enough where you don't have to get way into it. But it's still like the idea of like, oh, you always have to go and pick all the berries off these trees and then plant more, and then you have to feed all your followers every day, or they won't, you know, that sort of manage stuff. But you can get the followers to do it eventually. Um, and it's like the followers will be like shitting all over the place until you build a toilet, and you have to go around picking up their shit. Um. So yeah, it, it it's it's not bad. It's it's pretty fun, um, and it's got a really nice art. Style. Um, and then another one that was added to Game Pass, which I, I think this game sort of really flew under the radar because of like it, it's one of those ones that came out at the start of this console generation, and because it's Ubisoft, <laughs> uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. All right. Remember seeing that one? Oh, I oh I. It's always on sale and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's on Game Pass now, and it is just Breath of the Wild. Right. <laughs> they just stole Breath of the Wild completely. It's pretty fun, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, the, the, but Jesus Christ, I don't think I've ever seen a more blatant quote-unquote uh, homage <laughs> to a game before. Um, like, the, the gliding. Uh, even the fact that, like, they kept things that, that you would say, like, why would you keep this? Ca- like, Breath of the Wild, the climbing, all you, to climb, you run up to a surface and you'll start climbing it. Uh, but it can be sort of annoying sometimes where you'll stick to things when you don't mean to climb it and you're like, get off that, for fuck's sake. It's like, mm-hmm. it does that as well. 
Um, oh, gee, right. You know, it's the same like your your stam- stamina is tied to things like gliding and climbing and swimming. Uh, it does that as well. You know, you're going and solving these, uh, you know, physically sort of, uh, physically um, puzzles uh, or it might be traversal puzzles or like a, a combat trial in these, uh, what do they call them? They call them vaults where you go underground, which is just like Breath of the Wild. That's how you upgrade your stamina and your health. Um, so it's like, uh, yeah. That's pretty blatant. Like, it is fun, but that's it. I think we're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what? Sorry. I just can't believe that someone would play Breath of the Wild and go, Hi, I've got this idea for a game. Right. Will we, <laughs> will we make our own mechanics? No, we're going to steal everything from it. But what about the lead character? All right, we'll change that, maybe. But I, everything else, we'll just nick it. <laughs> it's, it says... And I know you're saying it's a good game and all, and I'm not saying it's not a good game, but have you ever seen like those wee indie games that don't even try to pay homage to a game? They just will rip it off. Yeah, it's like that. It like an... it, it's like that with a budget. <laughs> Pretty much. And you say we won't, we won't see the main character. I mean, this is all based in ancient Greek mythology, but at the start, your character is wearing a blue tunic. So do, do with that what you will. Looks like, okay. And and you can make them blonde. You definitely could make them look like Link. Maybe not the pointy ears, but... That's mad, eh? But uh, I guess we'll call it a week. It's been... Yeah. Exhausting Quite for the wrestling fans. Some people are into it, but... I wonder I wonder how well Tony Khan slept on Sunday night, though. He sleeps? <laughs> I bet you did I that just, night. Or maybe he didn't. Up all night. <laughs> True. Um... But I guess we'll call it there. Uh, hopefully be back in next week being like, oh, this turned out to be amazing in the end. Yep. Yay. We fixed it. Yay. Yay. But until then, see you later. Goodbye. Bye.